0: Sometimes we say things like, I want more intimacy in my marriage, and it seems like a simple enough longing, certainly a valid one too, but then you think, man, how do I actually make that happen? Well, we're going to start breaking that down for you today into some actionable, achievable steps so that you can actually make this happen in your marriage.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever.
0: Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage... We've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a revealing episode for you this week. This is episode number 232, and today we're going to be talking about how vulnerability deepens intimacy in marriage.
2: Hey there. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed how couples can grow spiritually in marriage together. It's worth going back and checking out. Also make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us.
0: And as always, if you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice and most of all, we offer hope. So let's get into the topic of vulnerability as it contributes to intimacy, Verlinda. Okay. There are four main aspects of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Number one is irreducibility, which sounds kind of nerdy, but- yep. It just means understanding that your spouse is separate from you, so you can never like really fully know what's going on in their head. Mm-hmm. So that requires you, first of all, to trust them, because you can't know exactly what's coming next. It also means you have to respect that they have their own emotions and thoughts and motivations, and you have to be comfortable with the fact that those are separate from yours. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it gives you opportunity to explore and learn.
2: Mm-hmm. So even if you're married to a therapist, they never fully know what's going on in your head.
0: Yeah, you Keep thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can imagine, the next part then is curiosity, which goes with that, right? Because that's the mm-hmm. desire to know more about your spouse and to continue to grow closer to them. Mm-hmm. So because of irreducibility, you can't ever fully know your spouse. Then curiosity is about that lifelong journey of discovery where you continue to grow closer the longer you're married.
2: Mm. So
0: those two work together. One is kind of the mystery and the other is the adventure. I like how I wrote that. I'm not sure <laughs> if it makes sense, but- I thought it felt good.
2: That's that's nice.
0: Yep. The next component is vulnerability, which is what we're talking about today. And that's a willingness to be fully open and exposed with your spouse, being completely open and real with your spouse, despite the possibility of rejection. So there's Mm -hmm. a risk-taking element here. Yeah. But when it's ventured and acceptance is gained you really help build this profoundly deep connection that we call intimacy. Okay. And finally, empathy, which is choosing to see your spouse's perspective and being willing to feel what they feel. Sharing in their joy, their sadness, their pain, their hopes, seeing the world through their eyes, validating that perspective. I can see Mm -hmm. why you feel that way. That makes sense to me. And that's empathy. Yes, because this person gets me, which is a beautiful feeling.
2: Except they never fully get me.
0: Well, there's more to get. Okay. Yeah.
2: But they get me in this but right now. But you might now. feel
0: fully gotten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll just leave that. <laughs> All four of these aspects work together to create intimacy in couples. And the spouses then, they desire to know and be known by each other more deeply. That's curiosity. At the same time they understand that they can't fully know and understand each other. That's irreducibility. But when they choose to share their deep and honest emotions, it creates risk and uncertainty. That's vulnerability. And then when you do share your emotions... With your spouse, and your spouse reacts by validating you and trying to understand you. That's empathy.
2: Okay. And that's just some feel good intimacy right there.
0: That's the recipe. Huh. Okay. Yep. And that, I think that kind of at the end of it, that feeling of acceptance that, you know, you've experienced empathy from your spouse when you've been very vulnerable with them, that's what deepens the intimacy. Okay. It's like I showed you something and it didn't freak you out and you didn't run away and you actually accepted it. Mm. Now I feel closer to you. Okay. So let's talk about vulnerability, because that's what we're getting into today. We're going to break those other ones down in the future.
2: What does vulnerability look like?
0: Well, the main part is emotional risk-taking. So that means sharing your deep personal emotions and experiences, needs, beliefs with your spouse, all those kinds of things. And that act of confiding in your spouse, that involves a bit of risk because you're taking an important part of who you are and you're exposing it before your spouse. You're making it known. Mm -hmm. And in return for this, your spouse can choose to show you empathy and love, or they can choose to reject or dismiss what you're saying, Mm -hmm. right? Either one is possible. And knowing that either is possible, when you choose to be vulnerable despite the risk, it builds intimacy. Okay. Like couples who are afraid of being vulnerable with each other, they need to know that the risk and the fear, that's a part of the process. I'm not saying that the risk has to happen, but...
2: right. I mean, they might be at a point where they know it's not safe to be vulnerable.
0: That's true. So we're kind of like, if you're in an abusive marriage, you don't want to deepen intimacy. That's not going to be a good idea. Yeah. That's not the answer. But I'm assuming that, you know, we're dealing with couples that have a basic interest for each other, want to get to know each other, want to deepen their intimacy together. That's why they're listening. Mm -hmm. And they have a basic respect, right? But there could still be the possibility that I'm just holding back because it feels risky. Right. And we're saying, yeah.
2: Put yourself out there.
0: No, it's empathizing first.
2: Oh, what were you saying?
0: It does feel risky, and that's yeah. part. That's part of the journey.
2: A little bit scary.
0: Yeah, that's how you know you're doing vulnerability. Mm. Now, okay. like you said, though, you don't want to create too much of that if it's not safe to do so. So, there's kind of two contexts for that. I touched on the abusive marriage. Like you, until your spouse in an abusive context, until your spouse learns to become a safe person, more vulnerability leaves you much more exposed to attack. To, yeah. Now, in a distressed marriage, not an abusive one, but a distressed one, there may be a bunch of bad behaviors that have become habitual, and it may be that those behaviors need to de-escalate before it becomes safe to take emotional risks again.
2: Mm -hmm. So that's
0: about, instead of one person changing his worldview about women, which is the abusive context, Mm -hmm. which is predominantly male, but not all, the distressed marriage is more about the dance between you. That needs to calm down. Okay. And the whole kind of milieu in which you both operate needs to become safer. The before. milieu. Yeah, the, the the way of interacting. Okay. Needs to become safer before you can take emotional risks again. Okay. And that last part, that's kind of the first step of the marriage counseling that we do at Only You Forever is we help couples to de-escalate so they can begin to talk about the stuff that's really going on and really matters. Okay. So it is very important to have that basic level of safety so that you can begin to tenderly and gently experience successful, vulnerable moments. And by successful, I mean they have where there's an appropriate response to the vulnerability that's shown. Okay. And when that happens, that restores and and rebuilds, if necessary, the bond between you, and it lays the groundwork for learning to face the major challenges and disagreements that arise in life and in marriage as well. Because you have that as a backbone in your marriage. That, okay. Because you've built this intimacy. Yeah. Now, if you're like, you know, what we have a pretty safe thing, but we just don't go there, and there are a lot of marriages like that. We have a bonus guide for our supporters today that helps you begin to discuss vulnerable items, helps you stick your toe in the water, so to speak, to gently try new conversations and learn more about one another and vulnerable issues. And if you would like that, you can get it by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And we'll take a quick 60 second break here to tell you more about that.
1: What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible, and to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at oyf.support. That's oyf.support.
0: You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for smart people. Before the break, we were talking about emotional Mm risk-taking. And so remember, the risk is kind of part of the the deal. It's normal to feel a little bit of risk, even if it's safe. Right. Because that's what vulnerability is, right? Right, yeah. But let's talk about creating the safety in order to be vulnerable. So just really making sure we have that safety in place. Okay. So there are four components to safety as you explore becoming more vulnerable with each other and learning to share details about your inner world and your personal history, your thoughts, beliefs, fears, uncertainties, doubts, dreams so on and so forth. Okay. First one is reciprocity. So one of the strongest ways to help your spouse feel emotionally safe is by being vulnerable yourself.
2: Mm, Like some give and take. Is that what you mean by reciprocity?
0: Yeah. Reciprocity is doing it and looking for it to come back. Okay. So if you show that you're willing to risk being vulnerable, that can help convince your spouse that they're safe to do so.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: And I mean, you see this happening all the time when you're making new friendships. Like you share a little bit, they share a little bit, you share a little bit more, they
2: Right, you don't just more back. dump everything right at the get-go. Exactly. Okay.
0: Exactly. So so this this is one way that you can lead in your relationships that's likely to prompt a suitable response from your spouse. Okay. By being a little bit vulnerable. That's kind of working on the principle of reciprocity. Okay. Now another thing you can do is to build trust. Trusting your spouse leads you to feel safer, being vulnerable with them, obviously. And that's a huge topic in itself. But building trust in your marriage more generally by just being open and honest, by honoring your commitments, staying faithful, by showing that you can be trusted with little things, that helps you both feel safe, safe enough to be vulnerable about the bigger things.
2: So if you can be vulnerable about the little things, you build Reliable up trust.
0: about the little things. Okay. Yep. Like in some ways, even you asking me to do something simple, like yeah. taking out the garbage is an act of vulnerability. Because if I don't do it, what does that say about you in my eyes? That I don't respect you, I don't care or whatever, right?
2: Maybe you forgot.
0: It could say that I forgot. Yeah. Or maybe you're not important enough for me to make a point of remembering. Like there's always that little bit of vulnerability, even a simple request. Mm, okay. Now, generosity helps you give your spouse the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this is where, you know, it becomes important to be reliable in the little details to help build trust. Okay. So that vulnerability improves. Okay. Or become safer so that intimacy improves. So building trust. Uh, the next thing is timing. Think about having that conversation, the timing of it, and yeah. having a soft start to it. So there are good times and there are bad times to try and be vulnerable with your spouse. And there are good ways and bad ways of raising vulnerable issues. So you're more likely to be rejected if you try and bring up an important issue when your spouse is already stressed out or already busy with some other major challenge. Mm-hmm. Or if you try to sneak it in during you know, busy moments, like when they're about to leave for work. Mm-hmm. Why are you smiling?
2: Well, I just like if I come in and try and talk to you and you're in the middle of programming some nerdy page or whatever, it doesn't always go really good. It's bad timing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Possibly. What do you mean possibly? <laughs> it is.
0: Yeah. If your husband is ever coding, just leave him alone. He's in the zone. Uh-huh. So there's good times and there's bad times. And yeah. I think that's important to watch for. You know, there's a funny thing that happens in counseling where like like one minute for the end of session, people kind of drop this big thing on you. hmm It's like, and it happens online counseling or it happens in like one-on-one counseling when you're in the same room. It's like you have your hand on the doorknob and they're like, they drop the bomb. hmm And there was an, actually an article in a recent psychology magazine mm-hmm. about that. It's just saying, you know what, there's often the case that for for people that there's been something kind of brewing- and it needs the oh my goodness, like we're almost out of time here, or we're not going to be together for a while. Mm-hmm. I need to tell you, and okay. it's the brain saying, "Okay, this is so important, I have to give this out." Yeah, and so that could lead you to, you know, in a in a marriage context, this is like you can dump something important on the way out the door, right? Kind of thing, right? Right.
2: I think though, I mean, this is my theory. Like in the counseling session, don't you think it could be like, okay, I can do this because I don't have to face this person for another week. So,
0: like the the therapist, yeah, yeah.
2: So if they, like you're making yourself vulnerable, you're unsure of the response. Well, they can sit with it for a week. You don't have to get the response right away. Yeah. So I can see why people would do it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, so I'm just like try and alter the timing if you can. But if yeah. this does happen in your marriage, then it becomes like, okay, I can see that's really important to you. Let's touch base on that when you get home. Yeah. We'll, or tonight, we'll make it a point to talk about to that. Talk right?
2: about, yeah, yeah.
0: And then the fourth thing for creating safety is is about past experience. So the more is just developing a history of doing this, basically. It's is what, kind
2: of like the building trust thing, almost. Kind of,
0: yeah. But the more experience you have of being vulnerable and then being rewarded positively for that vulnerability by acceptance, mm-hmm. the easier it becomes. So when you think about this in a marriage context, if like maybe you guys have been like reasonably happy married for a long time, but you haven't really deepened the intimacy thing and you want to try this vulnerability thing out, try to push it a little bit, start by disclosing small things or things about your parents or your upbringing rather than things about yourselves directly Mm -hmm. and just build some successes, like get a little bit of momentum there and gradually increase the vulnerability that you're experiencing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's more on that in the the bonus guide, but the basic idea here, like what you need to know is that this is something that requires building up of momentum. It's hard to start, but the more you do it and the more it goes well, the easier it gets and it becomes a positive cycle in the marriage.
2: Okay. So just trying it out on something small. Yeah. And when you get, like a safe, empathic yeah. kind of response, then try, try something more. Well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just so you're kind of building a neural circuit in your mind that's saying, this works good. This feels nice. It's it's safe to do this.
2: And you're just getting to know each other a little bit more every time.
0: Yeah. Huh. Leads you to the bigger things.
2: Yeah. So I think what goes along with this though, like you're talking about creating the safety to be vulnerable, Yeah, is you need to have a safe response like, if you open up something to me yep. and I immediately go and, you know, share it all over the place. Some yeah.
0: yeah. There's all sorts of stuff on that end, like confidentiality and respect and yeah, acknowledging people.
2: But that's kind of all on the receiving end yeah. Yeah. of it. So yes. if you don't, if you're not that safe person, why would you're supposed to be vulnerable with you again?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that becomes about like really kind of picking up on those moments. Like, okay, she's doing, she's taking a risk here. I better handle this. Tenderly, right, carefully, with right. a lot of respect. Okay. Yeah, this is important.
2: And not mocking or. Yeah. 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 So it kind of it goes both ways for sure.
0: Absolutely. All right. Let's wrap it up.
2: Okay. Thank you to Mark and also Lisa who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. Thank you for your support. Next week, Caleb. I'm assuming we're talking about something else that deepens intimacy. Yes,
0: and irreducibility.
2: Oh, that sounds so nerdy. It How was very nerdy, and it was very intimacy. hard to
0: break down, but. I think we managed.
2: Good. Well, I will look forward to that next week.
0: It's quite fascinating. Is it? Yes.
2: Even if it's nerdy. Another fascinating nerd. That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyflink 232. Find out how you can help marriages. Go to oyf.support.
1: Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to OYF.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website OYF.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the marriage podcast for smart people from only you forever.
0: We have, Brenda, can you just sit there quietly? Okay. Oh my. Do you want that in the blue? <laughs> yeah, no,
2: I'm trying to be quiet.
0: All right. Focus. Ready?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We have a revealing episode for you this week. This is episode number 232. And today, (laughs) you are impossible. All right, you need to have less fun.
2: Okay, I'll try and be more boring like you.